Okay, hi everyone. My name is Gunshino uh, and I work with Dr. S. Clayson. I'm from the Department of Civil Engineering. And my most of my work was focused on uh, groundwater modeling. So uh, after having this class, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we can have a very uh, simple and, and rapid way to uh, calculate the uh, groundwater storage because groundwater is so important in Nebraska, especially for the uh, agriculture in Nebraska. So uh, the objectives in my uh, project is to estimate the uh, groundwater storage, and the second one is to uh, to determine after uh, after the calculation of groundwater storage, I determine uh, the groundwater resources, how long the uh, ground water resources can supply the uh, irrigation need. So I will give you some uh, background of the uh, groundwater storage calculation. There are two types of uh, the aquifer can, can divide in two types. One is uh, unconfined aquifer and the other is confined aquifer. And the difference is when the uh, groundwater level is uh, higher than the top of the aquifer, uh, it becomes uh, uh, it, it, this this aquifer is called a uh, confined aquifer, and when the uh, groundwater table is lower at the top of the aquifer, they so that this is unconfined aquifer, and mostly the uh, unconfined aquifer are exposed and uh, on the top of the uh, is on the top of the whole uh, groundwater system. Uh, so the the unconfined the unconfined aquifer, there's uh, only uh, the stories can calculate based on this uh, equation. And uh, the, the SY represents the uh, uh, specific yield. It means uh, how much water it can, it can drain by the uh, gra gravity. So uh, using the, uh, the saturated thickness is the groundwater level minus the uh, layer bottom. And times this, uh, times this uh, specific yield, you can get the, uh, the groundwater storage in the uh, unconfined aquifer. And turning to uh, confined aquifer, because uh, there's a compression on the uh, the aquifer, so we also need to calculate to to add the uh, the water uh, store store in this uh, uh, the water stored by the compression uh, in this aquifer. So, so we, we also need to add uh, another component is the, uh, the, compressed, the compressed water. Uh, it was calculated by this equation. And the, uh, the SS represents the uh, uh, specific storage. Uh, those are the terms uh, very common in geology. So uh, it's very easy to get uh, those parameters from uh, from investigation or reports. So the steps to estimate the uh, the groundwater storage is to uh, get all the values from each terms in the equations. Uh, first one is the uh, we need to select test holes. Uh, in Nebraska, uh, there's a statewide test hole. Uh, they uh, the the department in uh, uh, is conservation survey department is a, a 
is the Department of uh, UNL and they drill holes over the state and they collect those data and uh, you can download those data from uh, their website. And in their data, they have the, the depths, the depths of the, uh, the boreholes and, and each and the material, the description of each material uh, in the boreholes. So, so that's the second step is to uh, define the composite layers. Uh, when I say the composite layer, because uh, the boreholes were due, was was uh, those uh, data was collect uh, in each five uh, five bit uh, intervals. So, so maybe there's a material uh, expand like uh, thirty feet, and there are five sections. So we need to uh, group them together if they are the same materials. And then after I divide the uh, the composite layers, I can interpret the, the layer elevations. So I can get the top and the bottom of each uh, each aquifer layers. And after I I interpret the uh, top and the bottom of each layer, I can calculate the thickness just simply. Uh, do the minus calculation. And like I said, I still need the, uh, the, the parameters values uh, in the equation. I just mentioned the SS and SY. So, uh, so I need to define the, the general parameter distribution. And I assume uh, that each control point was cover an area uh, divided by the uh, the season's polygon, and in each season polygon, the uh, the properties are all the same. So, and the, the last step is calculate the storage at each grid cell using uh, ArcGIS. ArcGIS. Uh, here's the location um, is of my study area is in the uh, in the lower flat river basin. And the red dots uh, represent the uh, test holes. It's, it's almost 200 test holes there, actually. So you may cannot tell from the map. And this is the uh, cross-section uh, of the borehole distributions. And you can see, <coughs> you can see that uh, there are some the color represents the material of the of each uh, intervals. You can see some intervals; they are actually of the same material. So those are need to be grouped together. And the next step is to do the interpretation. There's a tool. Uh, uh, it's called uh, geostatistical analysis tool. Uh, it's quite it's very easy to use, and I just follow the, the, the tutorial step by step and input the, uh, the test hole data and with the, the coordinates and the elevations so you can do the interpretation. And the method I use is the correcting method. Okay. That's in the, the two can calculate the semi variogram. The semi-variogram uh, is uh, to describe how difference between the, the points. Uh, and 
after they calculate the semi-variogram, they can use a theoretical curve to fit the uh, semi-variogram and use this, this theoretical curve to simulate and do the interpolation. Here's an example to the output from, uh, from the, the points after the interpolation. Okay, next, next step is quite easy. Just uh, you're using the two rasters and do the minus uh, manipulation and then you can get the, get the thickness here. And here's the, uh, is the, uh, the control area by uh, each test hole points. Uh, the, the method I used is just, I, I have mentioned, is a, a season's polygon. And I have divided uh, five layers, so there are five distribution of these areas. <coughs> Michael, how did you create your boreholes? Oh. Can you explain that or tell them? Oh, the boreholes were, mm -hmm. the data was collected from the uh, NRD uh, website. They have the, uh, the coordinates of each borehole and, and have the depths, uh, the depths of each uh, material. Like, let's say they, uh, most materials are sand, clay, yeah, but how did you create this vertical profile of the, I mean, that's what you, did you oh, okay. do scripting, or how, what did you do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, these plots are, uh, we, we wrote a program to uh, plot those based on the data we collect from the NRD department. Oh, oh okay, sorry. Okay, and... After we have the uh, the journal area, we can uh, we can use the we can get the values uh, parameters from uh, the uh, literatures and some investigations. So so after I can calculate the storage uh, the groundwater storage of each layer. And then I add them together, sum sum them up together, and then I can, and then I can get the uh, the the store the groundwater storage of the total sorry, of the to the whole aquifer. And the 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 department also have the irrigation need. They calculate the irrigation need based on the uh, the overall climate data and the. Uh, the land use status, and in our area is about uh, the annual irrigation is about six inch. So after I can conclude, I can use the total groundwater storage to divide the uh, annual irrigation need. So I get that uh, the total groundwater storage can supply only five years without other uh, water supplies. And uh, this, uh, we also used this method to uh, establish our uh, morph flow uh, models, and I think this this method is quite efficient and flexible. It's because 
ArcGIS is quite powerful. 